Are we going? We're going. Warning! This podcast contains major spoilers, language, and inappropriate content, but that's mostly David. Yes. If you're easily offended or dislike handsome men having intellectual conversations, do not listen to this. Or maybe you can grow up and suck it up and stop taking offense to such irrelevant crap like a podcast. Seriously. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> We're so fucking professional. <laughs> no, actually, this no, right. no, 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 look, 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 give him the script, give him the life. <laughs> that's pretty good. First time reading that? I like it. I know. I, I like hey, it's a podcast. <laughs> Alright, what do we got? We got uh, Big uh, Hero 6. Okay, no, we need to do the intro. Phil, do you want to do the intro? I mean, not the intro, like, just... It's like, hey, this is the oh, oh, yeah. pass and introduce like, us. Is. Hi, I'm Philip. <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Cause I have to edit all this. I, uh, so, hey, this is straight. Welcome to the Straight Out oh, Podcast. Oh, oh goodness. Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Straight Out Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. We have someone competent doing this. <laughs> Today we are doing Big Hero Six. Introduce us, shit. Here we got David. <laughs> I'm Sean. Phil's over to my left here. Hi. Big Hero 6 is a Walt Disney Animation Studios film. With Marvel. With Marvel? No, 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 no. I guess with Marvel. David's got a crap load of notes here. <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Big Hero 6 is set in a futuristic city called San Francisco. And it centers around the main character named Hero Okay, I want to say one thing. San Francisco. I like the world. I like everything about it. It looks really cool. The name pisses me off. I don't know why it's it so because it's Tokyo and San. Francisco. I, I get it, but like it's. <sighs> it, yeah, it's kind of annoying. Also, they could have come up with something original. Also, but. if it's based on San Francisco, how come there's not a whole bunch of gay people everywhere? <laughs> I'm saying there's a really healthy population. <laughs> some I read this morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you just get over it and suck it up. This <laughs> mo- it's directed by Don Hall and Chris Williams. Written by Jordan Roberts. Robert L. Baird and Daniel Gerson, who did the screenplay, and the man of action created the characters. That's, that's who actually says, says. The man of action created yeah. the characters. His name is man. Oh, his yeah. last name is. I of think that's just like his pen name. And the cast is Scott Adite, who played Baymax, Ryan Potter played Hero, Daniel Henway Tadashi, well, you know, like two scenes, um, <laughs> T.J. Miller who played who played Fred. <laughs> Jamie Chung, who played Gogo, she's pretty hot. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, what Damon Wayans Jr. was Sabi. He's the Wayans brother's son. Yep. Who yeah, made scary movie and shit. Yeah. And then Genesis Rodriguez, who played Honey Lemon, and she's pretty hot too. Uh, overall, the scores are pretty positive for this movie. I got uh, Rotten Tomatoes was an 89 percent, and the wow. audience score was 91 percent. Metacritic gave it a 74, and the user thing on Metacritic out of 659 users got an 8.0. So it was That's pretty, pretty good. It was That's pretty like good. It's like a B average. B plus, B, yeah. I'll tell you, when, when I first heard of this film, my mom saw it in theaters because she took, she works for the school, right? She mm-hmm. took all the kids. It was their field trip day for reward or whatever. She came back and said it was so good that I needed to see it. So she bought it on, on DVD. I thought it was pretty good, but I will say, when you lent me the DVD to, so I could watch it again, the cover was kind of uh, underwhelming. It was just, it was kind of good for the gag one, I think. Because if you look at the front, it's just, Baymax with half his armor on his big gut sticking out yeah. and the back is like this huge like flying around like action based scenes it's, it's like yeah. I'm not gonna also the top was a big black bar that said DVD on it I'm like really 
That seems like kind of wasted space. There's, this, there's is, a lot. this is not about the DVD covers. I'm not saying this does not take away from the movie at all. I'm just saying it uh, It was... There was a lot of negative space on that thing, yeah. and it seemed, it seemed wasteful. And I just noticed that also, but I didn't pay much attention to it. I sort of just popped the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know this. Okay. I mean, the, the first note I made about, was about San Francisco, and I heard it cover when I thought about that. And then the second thing I wrote was in the robot fights, there was that girl, the battle between the, the punk girl with like the pink hair. I wrote, punk girl in the beginning is a cutie. <laughs> Wow. She was. I didn't even notice the girl who was was watching this. You know, because you don't see women because you're sexist, freaking white cis male pig. Wow, yes, that is... You might as well just call him Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. You're Mexicans? My hair's a little better than his. Not much, but a little. (laughs) You're also not orange. (laughs) All right, so beginning off... What happened first, guys? Um, Uh, Sorry, with the big robot fight with the aforementioned cutie... And this big fat sumo wrestler looking dude named Yama. <laughs> uh, he is pretty proud of himself because he was winning all those bot fights. But I'm like, he's really proud of himself considering he's winning a game based on toys. Yeah, and he's like basically destroying little kids at bot fighting, and he's very happy with himself about that. So they're like hustling. A lot of them are like teenagers. Yeah, they're no, no he, they weren't hustling. They were playing games. Hero is the one who hustled them. That's he, true. That's. Yes. Yeah, also, I'll point out his name is Hero because you know, point out he's the protagonist, a hero. I'm like that is not subtle at all. <laughs> it's spelled with an I though. But it's to make it Japanese. Yeah. yeah. I don't, does Japan exist in this universe? It's just a coincidence, you know. Just a happy coincidence. I mean, have you ever heard of a city called Fran- San Francisco? I don't think this is a real world. I mean, there's a lot of weird name places. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> no. There's a lot of weird towns and cities that have weird names. Anyway, so his brother rode up on the bike, right? Kind of like a save the moment kind of scene. What do you guys think of that? Uh, it was it, uh, it was a little coincidental to me because like how did he know to get there? It's true. And it, you know it's a it's a almost like a uh, movie trope these times where the the older brother character or the like the help you know the role model character comes at the last second to save them from a minor uh, issue. But I, I just thought really it's a. Uh, that was like almost too perfectly timed. I would have liked it better if he was running for like running for a minute or two, and then his brother I mean, saved him. Brother uh, what, what did you guys see the robots in the beginning of the movie? Like the ones they were playing with. Cool looking. I thought they did a good job designing robots. It's a good job designing robot. I got excited at first whenever I saw Hero, and he just like set it on the ground. His robot, yeah, so and it didn't do anything. Yeah, like, well, something's gonna happen here. Yeah, it was it so obvious. This, there's more to his robot than it looked. It turned into this like destructive machine, and just what I liked is the first time he bet money. He he basically put like a bunch of cash, like a kid would have, just crumpled up in some change. And then when he, he when he was about to hustle them, he pulled out the he rolls. had a huge roll of like hundreds. <laughs> yeah, he did. So he's a smart kid. Clearly, um, he graduated college. Mm-mm. No, high school. Was that high school? Yeah, graduated high school. high school because he was going into college looking for college. Oh, he he graduated looking. high school at 14 and 13. 13. He, no, he wasn't looking for college. He thought college was for, uh, pointless for him because he was Yeah, well, smart. but then later on he decided he wanted to go to this college. Yeah, because his brother flipped him on that. Um, was it that the way they introduced the cast was also kind of convenient to me, I felt, because it was like one after another. It was like one fluid motion. It wasn't like there was no breaks between them. You know, it went from immediately from Gogo to Wasabi to Honey Lemon, and then he met Fred. Like all in one huge take. Now, what what do you think that was a good idea or a bad idea? I'm not saying it was a bad idea. But it's one of those 
things. It, just, it felt weird because that would never really happen in real life. There were yeah. these, you, know, you, you expect to be some kind of break between them. Or like he's exploring. Because the, there's like a dozen other people in that lab when he walked in. So I thought he'd like just, how, you see him like talking to random people or looking at their inventions. I was like, no, he goes to those guys only. Uh, what was it? I thought it was a like a pretty good idea. Just because you're like you're walking into this setting and it kinda takes you through like as if you were actually a hero, it takes you through you meeting all these new people. I don't know how they form such a great relationship after his brother, but Yeah. What did you guys think of uh the other characters? Fred, Honey Lemon, Wasabi and Go Go? Uh, like on their own. On their own, I thought Fred was great. Yeah. Phil, you're not talking. This well, no, I was going to just say. Speak up, boy. I was, I'm was. i actually going to say. <laughs> you see the audio. It's like, <laughs> it's like shoots up. I was actually going to say, I really like Fred. I didn't really like the other characters that much. Um, the whole, the skateboard chick, not skateboard, but the bike chick. Mm-hmm. She was she was cool, but a little felt a little too much like the strong woman thing was there really pushing that. And I'm like, that's cool and all. But um, I like Fred. He was just funny. And then the other guys were kind of forgettable to me. Um. Uh, What's uh, his name? The sword guy and oh, Wasabi. No, oh, so you forget the black guy. Well, I mean, it wasn't. Good job. <laughs> That's where a horror movie. Wasn't intentional. Anyway. <laughs> the honey lemon. I didn't like honey lemon at all. She was like chirpy. She was way too chirpy. She was. She sure, reminds me of so many people I've met in yeah. real life. It's like just keep your distance. I don't want like, to. Like they're nice. Well, the characters were nice to look at from afar, but then when they spoke a lot, I was like, Ew. I'm like, I don't like you. Talk Fred more. Because <laughs> yeah, he would say something stupid, I just laugh. <laughs> about a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> what I'll say is that I like the characters, but by themselves, I didn't really like them alone because they were. If you didn't, if you let them just be their own characters by themselves, they were a little yeah. too much. Like Wasabi was too neurotic. Uh, Fred was a little too dumb. Gogo was just a bitch. And uh, Honey Lemon was too it's too peppy. But when they brought the four of them together and with Hero, I feel like they bounced each other out more. Yeah. Because they kind of... They, so like, they worked with each other's characters. They were introduced more as, like, a team than they were it's as group, individual yeah. people. Because I don't think there's a single scene where one of them was, like, separated from the others. No. No, especially not. So, you know, it kind of made... I think it's good because you didn't want to... If they separate any of the characters from the other ones at all... They would have to go into like side stories and like focus on their background. The only one he got was like Fred. Uh, was Fred that he was like rich? Yeah, and he worked at a college as a mascot. Yeah, that was, was that was funny. That was a funny scene where he shows up in the mansion. <laughs> Super. <laughs> and they use that they use that as a plot device too, just because he could afford all of this equipment and uh, how he, you know helicopters go training. <laughs> one thing I thought was weird is that you okay? You guys are gonna argue with me about this one, but when Tadashi, is his name Tadashi, the old brother? guy's name <laughs> actually Chris yeah Tadashi uh, when he was showing Baymax his, his robot to uh, his brother he said he could lift a thousand pounds I'm like if he's supposed to be a, like a, basically a nurse why would he have to lift a thousand pounds really maybe, maybe he's pulling some like lead pipe off of somebody yeah, that's some giant bro- structure that came that's in. what my brother said like what if someone like crashed a car I'm like but he's made of vinyl this is pop I just thought it was kind of weird to make him that strong but it's one of those things that you can just let go. I mean, I can see points to it. Yeah. It, it felt like they kind of forced that into the dialogue. There's like he can lift a thousand pounds to make it look like he wasn't weakling. Yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> a good point. It was um, definitely like they made him like white and marshmallowy though for the kids. I can see that. Oh, that was too. Yeah, he's very huggable. He's very well, that, that huggable. you know he's supposed to be like a nurse, so I get that. Hold on, do you do you guys know what Baymax's voice actor looks like? No. 
Are you going to show us? Yeah, it's a. Uh, you guys ever watch that show Thirty Rock? It's kind of yeah, crappy. Thirty Rock. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it Scott? Yeah, Scott adds it. He was on Thirty Rock, and this is what Baymax's voice actor looks like. Wow, that's not that what you expected. Looking, he, he looks, looks kind of like a homeless. <laughs> <laughs> he looks sort of homeless. Whoa, that yeah. is Baymax. He was on Thirty Rock. Yeah, he played one of the writers, I think. I watched a handful of episodes. Extra comedian writer. Well, yeah. props to him for doing so well in his career. For our listeners, go look that up so you can see that. You're gonna need to see that. <laughs> yeah, change your Scott Adson. Robert Scott Adson. He's an all. He's seemingly an all right actor. I see. I never complained about him, but. uh... <laughs> He's not a pleasant-looking man. <laughs> so, what, go ahead. What do you all think of the introduction of Baymax? Oh, I thought that was like one of the best scenes. I kind of liked it because it wasn't introducing him as a character. It was introducing him as like a, a tool, like a, just a robot. Yeah. Like, oh, these are all his stats. This is what he does. I built him. Because the way I thought that they did that was that you know Tadashi was really you know everyone knows that Baymax was the, the main character just by looking at the commercials and stuff for it. But Tadashi felt more like the, the one of the main characters, but Baymax was designed to come as a tool as of Tadashi's and then take his place later. And he slowly became kind the character. Yeah, yeah he became like the uh, brother figure for Hero after he blows up. The thing about Baymax that I did not quite understand, and I, I understand this is probably just for the sake of the movie, but at first, first time meeting him, right, or Hero, and just... Spoiler alert. He just lost he just lost his brother. I'm yeah. sure if you're listening to the podcast it's probably a spoiler anyway. Oh, yeah, we already he warned. just lost his brother. You wonder about spoilers, don't worry. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll go back to that part. But um but he, he pops out of his suitcase or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he's like shuffling around the bed mm-hmm. and he's knocking down all these books and he's doing it real slow. And then one scene later, here like turns his back. He turns around again and he's gone and he's like halfway onto the street. Yeah. So he took like a, a minute to get across bed, but suddenly he's gone throughout the whole house. I think it was like above a restaurant too. And suddenly like ten seconds. Yeah, like no one noticed him leave the building. Yeah. As far as I can tell, he went through the front door. There was no other exit. So I'm sure that's just to spare the viewers of the agonizing having to walk <laughs> everywhere in slow motion. But Exactly. But that was that was like I thought that basic that scene there where he was walking around through the city and stuff and creating like traffic jams that was super good. Like, I thought I thought it was, funny, thought it was yeah. really funny because he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure they, anim- they anim- made more to that scene where you know because he didn't he didn't just go right outside. They probably animated it for like another minute or so. But they decided to cut it just for time constraints and because it was it been kind of boring sitting here sitting around being mopey and emo. Yeah. But, okay. One thing it makes no difference to the plot, but I'm wondering. Okay, when he first introduced Baymax, and then he's like, he sprays his arm down, makes it feel better. He's like, have a lollipop. I'm like, where did you get that? He has no pockets on him. He's like, there's no. He spawns lollipops. I don't know. He's a nurse. He just. He's up his his ass. Magic. It's just magic. He just does his little head bow, and there's the lollipop. <laughs> Burping podcast. <sighs> no, I thought there was some really good humor in that scene too, though, when he started talking about puberty thing. Yeah. The first puberty joke I thought was too tryhardy. I didn't find it funny. But then he's like, oh, you expect you should be expecting hair going in places, emotions that you're not used to. That was kind of funny to me. But the first one was like, puberty. I'm like, eh, puberty. It. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> it raises a question about Baymax himself, though. Tadashi is a college student, and he has essentially created a artificial intelligence, or at least a virtual intelligence. Yeah. And he was like 20 years mm-hmm. old. That's true. That, there have been no other robots that could think for themselves, or like, think and speak like that. Like, how come that wasn't a huge deal? There's... 
All the other robots were remote-controlled ones. I mean, they came from this college where they were known for inventing, like, crazy (laughs) new stuff. But he invented a a, a thinking machine. He did invent, like, one of the greatest things ever. Look at Hero, though. He created these magnet robots that, like, stuck together. Could form anything with just using your mind. I know it's a school for, like, really smart kids, but he made a machine that could think for himself. Or, it may not be an artificial intelligence, but it was at least a virtual intelligence where it... It can solve problems within a set of parameters. In college, yeah. This is a pretty big deal. And he made it by himself, too. And no one makes a big deal about that. probably understated how big of a deal it was. They probably didn't... Like, yeah, this guy should be going, like... I don't know, I feel like he should be running the college or something. He's this smart to make this. Well, other people in the college were almost... Almost the same, what? Uh, Wasabi had the laser... Yeah, the laser... invisible laser... The hover bike or whatever it was. But, But my issue is that... He did this by himself, and he did something that no one, even in like the real world, it is, I don't believe that's going to be a real thing, at least for another hundred years or so, probably hundred. That's the, the real world. He made, it, he, made it in a, world. he made it in a few months by himself. And I know it's a sci-fi movie, but... I didn't know it was months. Well, like, if you saw like the very end of the movie where he was like, showing all the tests, though, it looked like it was only a few months. Yeah, it, I think he had... He like, 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 like 80 years. days or something. He he made, like, okay, maybe in a few years. Like... It could, yeah, he might not have done a test every day, I guess. So. He, may have, he may have been doing it for years, but ever since, that was since he got into college, so time, yeah. maybe four or five years tops. Point is, he created artificial intelligence he created, I think while he, he was in college, maybe 20, 20 years old. And all the other um, all the other robots in the series, they were all controlled by like remotes or like specific standards. They did not think for themselves. I, I, I'm not trying to harp on this, but I'm saying that's a weird thing to do. It helps to think that it's not the robot. Okay, what did you think of big big moment here? What did you think of his bro's death? Phil, you thought that was the funniest part of the movie. The funniest part. Phil, you said you were slowly stroking your own face in uh, sexual pleasure. Uh, funny, the building burned down. Okay, clearly he's not serious. Funniest. <laughs> no, no, I mean, when I first saw it the first time, um, you're like, oh god, years, he's on fire. I was like, I was like, oh, this is kind of sudden oh, for like a kids here. movie. Yeah, for a kids movie, and then I'm like. When I saw it, I knew it was coming. I was like, yeah, this makes sense. They need to do this because it needs to, like, do the plot needs to go on. Because he can't have his brother there. If his brother's still there taking up time, it ha- this movie has to be about Hero, basically. So, it was necessary. But it was sad. I mean, the, the guy was a good guy. Like, he was like, he's dead. Well, I agree that the story kind of, like, had to go that it. way. What I like is that on. this movie, uh... I say, uh, the movie... It was not. It didn't pull many punches because, like, there was that after he died, they actually had a scene about the funeral and the wake, and I really liked that because it showed the characters not being, you know, their themselves. There were moments where they were like sad and like somber and stuff. It, and like there was like the scenes where like everything was, and during that scene, everything was in like, a grayscale, dark to make it up, make it visually more sad, and it, it balanced white and black lights and darks very well. Yeah. The <clears throat> burp. When his, when his brother first died, like, I was half expecting him to, like, still be alive somehow. Like, when a villain appeared, I was half expecting it to be his brother. Oh, yeah. I kind of expected him to survive somehow, but I, when I first saw the movie. But when I was watching it, uh, the, uh, because they tried, what's the guy's name? The guy from Crytek, the younger guy. Oh, Damien or something? Whatever. That guy, the, the guy from the other college, the rival college to, uh... They're trying to buy his product. Well, Kratek, whatever it was. Product. Yeah. 
there's Crytek guy and Callahan, and they tried making it look. They tried pushing it under Crytek so much. Cray, I think it was Cray. Cray, whatever his name was. They tried to make it him. They kind of like led everyone to the, him being the villain so much. My first watch is like it's not going to be him. Then they're just trying to they're trying to trick uh, trick you. Yeah, it, it did. It was a little heavy handed. Where where you kind of like okay, it can't be this guy because they're trying to make us think it's this guy so much. So it has to be someone else. That's then, it, it, the way. It's gonna sound a dumb metaphor. The way I saw it was the way basically the writers took a made a big crayon sign that said, "Oh, he's the villain. Look at him." Yeah. While they put like they put like a sheet over the. Uh, Callahan, who was the real villain, and that—that's a pretty legitimate complaint. If if you're somebody who doesn't like the movie, because that's kind of a big deal if you're kind of not hiding who the the big reveal is that well. So, I get that. Okay, there is one issue that I, I I'm actually a little mad about. Okay, so after you know after the wake, and hero gets accepted into the college, but he never shows up for weeks on end because he's still he's still sad about his brother. And then, you know, he picks up his little robot the first time, like, the separate parts that can separate and stuff. The first time, that thing has never had an issue ever since he picked it up, since the beginning of the movie. But then he picks it up one time, and it falls apart, and hits him on the foot. And, that, and then he's like, oh, and then Baymax activates. That is way too convenient. Did it fall apart, or did it No, the bottom, the bottom part just fell off. He really? Picked, he picked I up, didn't notice that. He picked it up, and it fell on his foot. And up till then, there had been no problem with this. I'm like, really? That's a... Uh, I don't think you can make convenient things like that in a movie or a plot. Oh, I don't like seeing convenient things to make the plot progress. Uh, if they just convenient things should never be a positive thing. I mean, coincidences. Yeah. A coincidence should not help a character out. It should make a char- it should put the character in a worse scenario because if you do it in a good way, it just seems fortunate and that seems kind of lazy. A convenience like that. Yeah. It was for. I think it would be better if he like picked up a piece of paper, or if he dropped the doll entirely, or something. It could have been like a paperweight or something. Paperweight or something. Something. If he just like like, like, a piece of paper. If he just stubbed his toe like walking out of the room or something, that would be perfect. It literally could have been like anything, unless they were trying to do like symbolism, like oh no, his life has fallen apart. It's because his robot. Or I thought it would just be better if he looked at the he picked up the letter like to move it, but he ended up slicing his finger or something. Yeah. I think that would have been better. It would have been. It still would have been convenient, but not not in a way that doesn't make sense. Um. Oh yeah. What did you guys think of the movie visually? Because I found some noticeable uh, recurring character traits in all the in the men and women in this movie. I don't know where you're going with that, but um. <laughs> like, what, what did you guys think of the way the movie looked? Colors, oh, the I, style. I, I thought it was great. Um, as far as the San Francisco part, how they kind of like mixed the two cities, I was not really a fan of that. What I liked is that it made, it took like the maps and street layout of San Francisco, but they gave it the the Tokyo flair. But yeah. Tokyo does not look like that at all. It's not. I admire that they like tried to like give it the flair. That they tried to make it more mm-hmm. creative. It was definitely visually appealing. I can say yeah, that because well, like yeah. they made the street system, the houses on the like the steep hills, like yeah. the tall houses and uh, the the trolleys everywhere. They made that's all from San Francisco. I think they did a good balance, but. That wasn't real. That looked more like a Japanese festival than an actual city. Because Tokyo, as far as I know, it's a very uh, business-oriented area. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So going back to the part where Baymax is wandering off on his own, why did Hero try to hide that? Well, like, I don't see the yeah. point. Why would he? Why was he trying to hide what that from his, his aunt? His, the the aunt. It's his aunt, right? Aunt, he lives with him. Aunt Hottie. Yeah. Why would she care that 
Baymax, this this thing is in the house. Like, it's not like he's going to do sure. anything and hurt anything. Is that what he was trying to hurt? Yeah, he was trying yeah, to, like, he he's like, uh, uh, what's your, I forgot your name, um, but he's, like, trying to keep her eyes off, and he's, like, hugging her, keeping her away from, but, like, why? What was the point of hiding Baymax? My guess is because when Baymax, he was deflated, he was, like, delirious, so he was start, started shouting things like, we jumped out a uh, window, okay. and he was gonna spoil it. And well, that I can. He uh, was gonna tell her that they were getting into trouble, and, and then she's gonna be no. Mad that part, no, that, that's not what I was worried. talking about. That part makes sense to me because you know he did some stupid stuff. No, I'm talking about like when he wandered out of the building uh, the first time, and he's like just wandering along the little robot's uh, map, like a compass. Also, the thing looked like a compass, a little petri dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was following it around, but like he hid that from his aunt. Like, why? It's not like he was doing I anything. Didn't, I didn't know he was hiding it from his aunt. He when he went out of the room and he went out and ran after him. He's like, he's like. He said something like he, like not a big deal. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, what are you? He's like, what are you going? I was like, oh, you know, I gotta go, pl- go, uh, get enroll in that school now. Yeah, he couldn't just say, oh, I'm going to go get. So well, he <laughs> couldn't say that he's going to chase Baymax to whoever he could have He could have said, said that a, a robot, one of like one of the robots were uh, was, was like not functioning or like weirding out, so he had to go get it. <laughs> if you were a mom, how would you feel about? That? But First off, it's not his mom, but she's a milf. Well, if you were a mom, not his mom, if you were a mom, how would you feel about your son running out saying, I'm going to go chase this robot because down it's malfunctioning yeah. down love, the busy streets of Tokyo slash San Francisco? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been better just to like tell his aunt that, they, oh, then they could have worked together real quick? It would have taken them like half the time to get him. <laughs> he's a, he's he a didn't child. want her to worry. He, he's really smart, but he's only 13 or whatever, so he's not, he's he's, not he's gotten 14. all this. He's, he's book smart. But he don't have a big head. I want to say that much. He had a big head. If you cut off his hair, I'm like, is he, did he have Welcome to hair? animation. <laughs> Uh, okay, you so see people's hair as tall as their friggin' bodies. Right, like, I wanted to, I wanted to say this thing about the thing I noticed about the men and women styles in this movie. Every guy except for like Hiro and Tadashi had a big nose. Did you notice that? Was, Look at yeah. Fred had a huge nose. Kyla had a big nose. Cray Tech guy had a big pointy nose. Uh, Wasabi had a pretty big nose. Um, and then all the girls, they're all just really cute in my opinion. <laughs> a lot of them had short. Bubbly. Did you notice that a lot of them had short hair too? Yeah. Short well, hair that's too. that's kind of like. That's like, I feel like that's like so Tokyo. That's a, that's a good arch house. David, uh, David likes you short hair girls, so. I you short hair girls. Short hair girls, you're going to figure this. you got to come and find me. I love you so much, baby. What the happened? <laughs> Shut up, you have a girlfriend. Oh my gosh. I do have a girlfriend. Megan. I'm not available. I'm However, looking for, I'm looking for the single ladies also. Phil is desperate. He will go oh, for it. If you're 500 oh, pounds and single, he doesn't care. He'll go for it. <laughs> my limit is like If a you four. cannot stand up on your own weight, it does not make a difference to Phil. <laughs> my limit is a four or a three. Look, you just have to be breathing to for Phil. Even, like, it's like, it's like, like a man, it's alright. <laughs> if you, cha- if you constantly chain smoke, that's just good for Phil because that means he, he knows you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so later on in the movie, you are introduced with the main villain. Mm-hmm. This is in the factory. I believe it was a factory or some abandoned yeah. warehouse, and he pops out from the background and he kind of summons these well little heroes, microbots. heroes microbots on him. I will say the microbots animation was really cool for the villain because they're all like they move fluidly and like they had a geometric pattern to them in all the cases, and they uh, they came out from underneath his jacket to make it look like they were kind of like tentacles or his legs. I thought the animation for was very good, and that scene where they had the big oil drums full of those things. He dug his hand into them. The animation there was noticeably better. 
My only complaint was that he was digging his hand in like little metal pieces, but he kind of just like scooped his hand in like there's like, it was like water. You think there'd be a bit more like Heavy. visual resistance? Like he would have like I was like trying to stick your hand in a, bo- a box of Legos. Mm. You kind of you thought there'd be more resistance to it, but I know I digress. It looked good, but the villain I really liked the villain's design. He had that he had like the uh, the long black overcoat like gloves. The, the Kabuki mask was all right looking. I wasn't a huge fan of the pattern on it, but. I thought it looked cool, but like when he had little microbots coming out, like looking like these like massive like, almost like Doctor Octopus kind of arms, except for his legs. Especially for that scene when he he came out from the ocean, he uh, kind of like just floated yeah. out from the mist. Hmm. Uh, I thought that was a really cool scene though, but I thought they did that pretty well because you they did. The almost the, it's been done before, but like you see, you steal technology from the ocean, and it's got like the that one logo on. It's like, oh, what's that? And then he has to write it down later. Hmm. Yeah, it's an all right way to do it. What I want to ask you is, I know he didn't go to he graduated high school really early, but did he not have any other friends? No, because all he, he did was hang out with those four, those four. He was a, he was a dork. Nobody liked him. Yeah, that's fair. He kind of... This is sound weird. He's probably too smart for his own good. Visually, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, a young Shulk from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Because he's got, like, the spiky hair. He's, a re- he's, like, a really smart kid. But he seems to have no friends as far as I can tell. His friends were certainly not anybody that he beat in robot fighting. That's for one thing. He's often chased out of those, I'm sure. Oh. And then, then we cut to the scene where he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to upgrade you. We're going to make you make you a fighting robot. And then, you know, he starts... He, he takes scenes from uh, kung fu movies to teach them how to do that. Even though they're... Like, most kung fu movies are just really... There's no actual logic to them. But what I like is that the animation on the screen when he's, like, programming Baymax... And he was it, it was it. different. It was, like, it was flat 2D animation, but with a 3D effect to it. What did you guys think of that whole setting him up in the armor kind of thing? First armor looked dumb, but... It, it, was, it made sense because if it was just vinyl, that vinyl, uh, like... Squishy pop. stuff. He would have popped, and that wouldn't be very effective. It did make sense. Like, of course, if you're going out to fight, you're going to need to protect yourself. But at the same time, it's like you were not <laughs> expecting this movie, which was not at first like actiony, and it suddenly turned oh. into a cartoon action movie. I it just was my neck and David it broke his good. neck. It felt good, but it really hurt. Now you're really gonna kill yourself. Oh, he's done. I'm gonna kill myself in an awesome way, like you know, 45 car pile up or a naked girl avalanche. Yeah. Rocket fist, Phil. What did you think of the rocket, rocket fist? fist? It was cool. It was it was an interesting idea. I like the whole the whole suit thing and the the different stuff it could do, and I do think it like it had a, there was a certain point where the movie switched from like comedy and whatever to action movie, and it was right with that first like car chase scene, which I really liked with um. They're running away from the bad guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that like added in. That was my one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like it had the humor, <laughs> it had the cool looking stuff. We had like this chick driving a car like insane. And I'm like, this is no, cool. no. Gogo wasn't driving until like the yeah. Second. But once she got no, in there, then she Wasabi was stopping at the I, red I, I like. Yeah, I thought that was actually funny because he's like, he's like, why are you using your blinker? It's like, come it, on, it, come on. <laughs> he stopped in the red light and turned his blinker on to make sure, like, because even when he was being chased down by a psychopath, he still wanted to be a. Uh, a safe driver. Yeah. It's the law! <laughs> and they even, they even like, reference the audience. They're like, you do not stop at stoplights in an action in an action scene or whatever. Like, they yeah. talked, like, they said, like, how we're getting chased and stuff, and I thought that was funny. And then there was Fred's lines, like, this is so cool. I mean, it's scary because of the immediate danger, but yeah. otherwise, I thought that was kind of funny. 
What did you guys think of the Stanley cameo in this movie? What? You guys didn't notice that? Stanley cameo? I've seen this movie twice and I haven't even... You, haven't, I you didn't know... No, okay, I, okay for, to be honest, he when I first saw it, I did, not ex- I did not know it was part of Marvel. It, was no. a, it is a Marvel movie. Uh, it's an original series. Stanley is in this movie. He's not a character. He's not like an on-screen character, but he's in the movie. Okay, so you know, you find out Fred is super rich and he has this huge mansion. He's like, oh, my parents are out of, my parents are out on business right now. And you walk by the family portrait. Mm-hmm. Does the dad look familiar to you guys? He has a mustache, oh, sunglasses, and white hair. His know. dad was Stanley and he's like a billionaire. <laughs> you guys didn't notice that? I oh. didn't notice it. Oh, I thought that was, because he's got like, part of his contract, he's in, like in every single uh, Marvel movie. He was in uh, Deadpool as well. You guys haven't seen that yet, have you? Yeah, Deadpool. I saw Deadpool. <laughs> he, he, played the film, by the way. he played the DJ at the strip club. <laughs> Phil, you need to see Deadpool. I have not seen Side note, that. Deadpool's amazing. If you haven't watched it yet, you're a freaking idiot. It's free advertising, man. You got Deadpool. We'll yeah. take royalties. Oh, yeah. All- Where's the money? <laughs> Show me the cash. No, if we're going to make any deals, it's going to be with Denny's, who's delicious and well-priced. Oh, man. <laughs> Which we might be going to later. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Denny's, I would love to get a, a Grand Slam, even though I never had one. Um... If, and if you want to see a meth dealer at 10 o'clock at night, you should really go to Denny's. Behind. <laughs> Behind get, Denny's. No, I'm just saying, in Denny's. If, if you want to go, if you want to see a hooker in the middle of the day, go to Denny's. <laughs> Denny's has everything you need. Or just go to Walmart at 2 a.m. and you'll find the same things. Anyway. Yeah, Walmart in our town, yeah. That would be fair. Yeah, we That's why I, I go out of state to Walmart if I have to. <laughs> don't. Okay, well now I have to cut that out. Thanks a lot. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care if anywhere I live. I know, I still... Yeah, that's the problem. It was, like, for a little slight thing. Now I have to cut that... I have to, like, zoom in so far so I can cut out that one little uh, word. Oh, I'm not saying anything. Don't listen to me. <laughs> if I knew your address, I would yell it right now. Um, okay. One thing I thought was weird, it didn't make sense, is that... Okay, so they got in, they're building their super suits, which I thought were visually very cool. Each one, like, popped out with their color scheme, and they... And the designs were kind of sleek and awesome, but okay. They and they integrate. Hero integrates the technology they were developing into their suits. You know, Wasabi had like these like uh, plasma uh, plasma blades. Uh, Fred Fred wanted to be a, like a giant lizard monster, so he gave him a suit like that. Gogo was a biker, all right. She she rode bikes with those like hover wheels, but they made they gave her skates instead. Yeah. That w- I gotta ask, what do you guys think was more realistic of a weapon, quote unquote weapon? Um. Clearly not Fred, who was breathing no. fire. Weapon-wise, I thought his was the most realistic, because it's just a flamethrower with, like, uh, leg boosters. Yeah, but... But he was, like, jumping with, like... He was jumping, like, ten times greater than any normal man. I know, but I'm saying, but... With rocket boosters? They weren't, rocket, they weren't, they weren't rocket boosters. I'm saying all you had to do was, like, um... They weren't... Okay, you know, like, the, uh, the things they have for uh, people without legs, those, like, kind of, like, angled metal rods that can stand and jump, run yeah. and stuff? It's the same kind of. Te- it's a similar technology where those guys can run faster than most people with legs, because of the technology. Oh, third bird for the podcast, hooray! But the fact that you jump with like fire coming out of your legs, well, ar- fire out of legs. around your legs to give you that um, extra boost. Gogos was all right because, but her discs just kind of connected to it through magnets. But there's a there's a speci- specific amount distance. I don't get that. I think the most realistic one was actually. If it wasn't Fred, it would have to be Honeyland's because hers was just yes. chemical. It's uh, basically just grenades, yeah. yeah. Grenades that did other things. They created like smoke. Weird stuff. Smoke weird or that stuff. weird crystal foam, or uh, it would freeze the ground. There were drugs in this movie. Wasabi. No, Wasabi's. Wasabi's power was not real. Is actually a real thing, but not for like a, a long time. It's the same technology as the Halo Energy Sword or lightsaber, where it is superheated plasma, but contained contained a magnetic field. Uh, it's. 
it, I'm not even lying. I just watched uh, a game theory on that, and they just they talked about that. It, you, can, you can actually contain energy like that, uh, and if you have a strong magnet, magnetic source. But how much does it cost? <laughs> well, <laughs> if, one million dollars. Plasma isn't actually that hard to make it, because you know the three states of matter: solid, liquid, and gas. Oh, yeah. Shut up. If you heat up a lit, if you heat up a solid, it turns into shut up. I'm trying to do science here, you freaking homeschooled monster. You big stupid doubling. It's all my mom's fault. Remember not to take any offense to this, or just suck it up and. Okay, so there's three states of matter. Yep. There's rock, liquid, solid, liquid, and gas. If you heat up a solid, it'll turn into a liquid. If you heat up a liquid, it turns into a gas. If you heat up a gas enough, it turns into the fourth state of matter, which is plasma. plasma. Nice. And plasma is actually about 99 to 98% of all the matter in the universe. Mm-hmm. Well, the one we have is very little. You're plasma, I'm plasma, he's plasma, everybody's no, plasma. No, we're not plasma. Plasma is a form of energy. I'm well, just you, you've seen Dragon Ball Z, right? Of course I've seen DBZ. Yeah, the Kamehameha wave, Kyle that's all plasma. Yeah, machine, superheated energy. Shut up. Science. Now, speaking punch, of those, those swords, swords, I guess they were swords. I don't know. They like blades or whatever. Blades. Speaking of those, whenever they were at the hideout, right? Mm-hmm. You know how every action movie they like cut this oh, yeah, perfect like circle. Like Wolverine. Yeah. Really it, was, it was spot on that he misses by like a foot, and then I, he has to come back down. That and was a nice again. touch. Uh, I thought that was funny because you know they're clearly not prepared for what they were trying to yeah, do. Yeah. That's his character. <laughs> I okay. feel like that would be me if I tried. I'd what What did you guys think of Baymax? Uh, his his suit, like his, his red he, suit. His new one. I um. I liked it. I think I liked his squishy more, but clearly that could not have. So let's talk about the super fighting. suit. Because you know when he was flying the first time, he was clear, that was a reference to Iron Man. He was using his, yeah. his feet to boost and his hands to balance him out. Uh, that was an obvious reference to Iron Man because they're both owned by Marvel. I thought his wings were stupid looking. They were too small. They were stupid. They were ti- so tiny and they... And he was so big. Yeah. I'm not saying make them massive. I'm saying make them a bit bigger to make it look like they could at least, you know, control, hold them. And that's not used to fly, it's used to aim and stuff. But What I liked about that is Baymax had this idea that because they were flying, because it was helping Hero, I guess it was giving Hero some adrenaline or something, it made him feel like he was feeling better. And that's the whole reason why he wanted to fly and fight, was to make yeah. Hero feel better. Well, um, did you guys see The Amazing Spider-Man? Yes. So number one, okay, number two, I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. People, except for the whole love interest. They cut that down by half, I would have enjoyed it more. And the whole love interest. That was like half of Spider-Man's story, though. Sp- the second one, it's like, oh, it's like, I want to be with her, but I can't be with her, but I have to be with her. That bullshit. It's hot, though. If, so, I mean, I yeah, it's Emma Stone. She's freaking hot. I understand Sean, why. you're not allowed to have an opinion. Emma Stone is a beautiful woman. You're not allowed to have an opinion. You have a girlfriend. I can sting what I see. <laughs> it's, it's fact, man. You're, not, you're visually, you were cheating with your eyes, you monster. <laughs> I mean, I'm a homosexual. No, it does not. Okay, so... Nothing against homosexuals. Okay, back to Spider-Man. You know, in that one, he's he kind of went on a rampage looking for the guy who killed his uncle. Yeah. Hero's vengeance kind of felt... His revenge path kind of felt like Spider-Man in that, that way because he was kind of going out of his way to take out one person. Without the love interest. Yeah, it yes. was very reminiscent. I like that. There was no love interest in this movie. There well, was none. Well, yeah. I mean, he was also 13. 14, but, you know. Maybe 14. You could, all, that's you all kids could. think about. Girls and vengeance. That's all that matters. Girls and vengeance. You know, it kind of is. Um, High school, man. High okay. school. Is, so then they go to the... That's the, like hell. Four years of hell. Then they go to the island, and they find the villain building the machine that Crytek built. 
and what I actually like that scene a lot because the team was not was clearly not prepared, and they, all they did was like practicing their gear. They didn't actually prepare any form of uh, using it. They kept running into each other or screwing each other up, and just they didn't know what they were doing. He kept smacking around without problem. Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty decent writing. The thing I didn't like about that scene a lot was once they had, yeah, they had messed up and the bad guy was winning, but then he turned Baymax into, like, the evil mode and Baymax, like, started wrecking. That... And then he's about to kill the bad guy and everyone tries to stop him from killing the bad guy. And I'm like, alright, this guy's a bad guy. He's allowed to die. They suddenly got this, like, super moral conscience thing. And I'm like... Just kill him already. And he came all this and way to fight him. And then he gets the hat him. back, and I'm like, come on, you couldn't just shoot the hat or something, the, 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 the this faceplate <laughs> uh, thing? I'm like, now you grab a conscience? No. Now he's going to win. Okay, I, I disagree with that, because first off, it's a kid's movie. They can't literally it just kill him. Well, they did But they were they were trying But they weren't trying to kill him. They just wanted to capture him, you know, bring him to justice, quote, unquote, the superhero yeah. role. But I, the Baymax scene where he goes berserk, that's my favorite scene in the movie. Because you know he's this big cuddly guy, but the moment he took away his uh, his personality and his uh, his nice his niceness, he went and it was on a berserker rage, and all the other four combined they could not stop him. Like uh, I gotta say, I was pretty terrified when Baymax was in kill mode. When I saw it for the first time, I was actually really into that scene because it showed that some a guy like that who was like the least threatening thing ever in any media I've ever seen, he was actually really very. Uh, Unsettling when he was became a killer. Yeah, because he turned his eyes red to show he was evil or whatever. No, did you think he was actually going to kill him, or did you? Oh, he was going to kill him because he took away his personality, took away the green chip, which was uh, his medical knowledge and stuff. Okay, what I mean, do you, do you think he was actually going to die, or would oh, you yeah. well, he's going to get punched die? with a thousand, the strength to uh, lift a thousand pounds, uh, thousand pounds of force. That he he could have died if he was punched, but do you think? Do you think he would have survived? Do you think the movie would have gone that way? No, it's a, it's a kids movie. They can't show kill. They can't just kill someone in cold blood. It, yeah. If it was PG thirteen, probably honestly, but this was aimed at children. That's a superhero movie only for kids. You can't really have it's an on screen death. They're not going to have an on screen death That's like true. that. That's They'll have the building blow up and people die inside the building, but they don't explain it. Yeah. Phil, you have to build a superhero team out of your friends, and you all get the technology. Oh, wow. Okay. Who, do, who do you who do you pick? It's like you know what? For like these let's, characters in general. No, let's, let's just make the three of us. Let's, the three of us. We have to get we have to get super superhero equipment. What, what, Can what, I give you guys anything? Or? Anything, but you're the, you're the, you're our unquestioned leader because you are the true hero. Make it good. Give me something good, Phil. All right. If you don't give me anything, I'll I'll rebel against the rest of you and become a super villain. I'm gonna combine and give David like this is gonna be weird, but I want him to be like kind of like the Riddler, but also like Batman. I know the Riddler's a bad guy, but I want him to have the combined like intellectual thing. So I'm gonna be a sociopath. Yeah, because I because I think the Riddler. I'm so proud of that. The Riddler's sociopath, man. They're both thinky guys, and the Riddler is kind of the guy who like has the jokes too. He's kind of like gonna like he's gonna joke around with you when he's beating you up and stuff. And that's just great character. Wait, you, said the, you said the Riddler and Batman? Yeah, like combine them together. Uh, so you, your suit would be like weird. Like, that or the Joker. Don't but then I, would want, I want to be voiced by Mark Hamill. Joker. For Sean? Yeah, Mark Hamill played the Joker in the old Batman cartoon. Yeah. Well, Mark Hamill's just, he's just a genius. He's a, he's a kind of handsome man. He did not age very well. I love you, Mark Hamill. Please don't be mad. Although I've only seen one, I've only seen one full Star Wars movie. He's listening. You know he's listening. I know he looks for every obscure podcast you can find. <laughs> Just to be hip. I've only seen one Star Wars movie, but I still love you, man. Flash to him sitting in his couch listening to this. David. Sitting, I like big, that guy. sitting, <laughs> a, big pile, sitting a big pile of money with made of lightsabers. <laughs> 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 big big stacks of cash and lightsabers. 
What's my power, Phil? Oh, man. Sean's power. This is is a tough one. Hydro pump. Right? I I shoot water out of my face. It's you and Blastoise, man. You really like Blastoise. (laughs) I didn't didn't say anything about Blastoise. You say hydro pump, you think of freaking Blastoise. Because he's got the big cannons on his back. So I talk about Mega Blaster, where he gets two little ones on his hands and a huge tank one on his back. You know, in the game that I'm playing right now, Blaster is one of my. Yeah. He's, in, he's in my group. Okay, whatever. We'll talk about. We'll What's talk about power? Pokemon another we'll time. Give, we'll I want to know my Sean, power. We'll give Sean a really stereotypical one. We'll give him Superman, but with the oh, exception. Fuck Superman. We just we'll, finished talking about Superman. Yeah, yeah, but with the exception that his suit will actually look cool. So like, we talked about this. Mega Steel's costume looks pretty cool. Sean dressed like an idiot. So I'm not wearing tights. Yeah, we make him look like swaggy or something. So would you give? Would you give us like the, would you yeah, give us like spandex suits or like neck suits like they have in uh, Big Hero Six? What, like what would they look like? Would um, they look like robot suits or no? Like, it'd be like give him some like plate armor and stuff, kind of like kind of like Iron Man stuff, but like he doesn't even really need it. He sort of just wears it for looks, you know, because he's kind of immortal anyways. So. All right, but if I'm gonna be a hero, I also David, want, you're done. Man. I want to have like I'm a shotgun. I want have like a shotgun just like the Punisher, just just because I'm, that's my backup. If I can't use my 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 my, my uh. My intellectual skills and my combat skills, I just get a gun. <laughs> are, are we heroes or are we villains? No, we're heroes. We're, we're, Phil, what is your power? And when David goes insane, I'm taking him down. I feel like oh, we're going to like, take me out. <laughs> we're going to end up like Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, that makes me think, I want to be the raccoon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can't think of, if there's Rocket Raccoon, you can't even remember the raccoon, that. You yeah. could have said Rocket, He's you could have said Brad. I was going to say like Robin. Shaquille O'Neal. Batman, because I always loved him. Well, okay, you know, he goes on Berserk. He, he, he then he turns into an evil little bitch and then runs off by himself. The next scene I thought was pretty good because this movie did something I didn't expect it to. It actually teaches kids about death. It's like you just you gotta accept it. There's no way around it. Nothing you can do will change that. I thought, That's deep. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really weird for a Disney movie. This is true. Because you know, Bay Max is like, oh, and he shows all these recordings of him. And then he realizes, okay, I've been doing this the wrong way. My brother wouldn't want me to go out for vengeance. Yeah, he just has to accept it and then not try and look to kill the guy who killed his brother, basically. So it has really good, like, morals to it, if you're looking at that one. And then the the crew comes up, and then they, like, hug him to make him feel better. One thing I noticed is that the mean girl, Gogo, hugs him first. I was like, all right, that was actually pretty interesting. It's, It's not breaking her character, it's... Showing that she isn't as mean as she She does on. have a heart, even though she yeah. puts on the really mean girl facade, yeah. like, constantly. But I do hate her little bubblegum cork, how she always has gum on her, and she, like, every time she does yeah. something, she takes it out and puts it on something. Yes. Like, that's stupid. It's like that one girl from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What's, um, yeah. Uh, she was a nitwit. Violet? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was yeah, Violet or something. It was Violet, yeah. I want that golden egg. I, Mommy! I I didn't, I and then the new one, it was a squirrel. I want the squirrel, no, mommy. That was, that was a, that that was a was different. Daddy. That was, was it? A, no, she was, was a, girl? she was the spoiled girl. The one. Yeah, she wanted thing. everything. No, the violet is the. I remember she's violet because she chewed the gum that uh, she was supposed to and made her. Oh, that girl. Whatever. That girl. Okay. Yeah. That movie was. I, when you think about it, that movie's really fucked up. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, Johnny Depp. No, the movie in general, like he, he does these horrible things to these children and just and ruins them forever. The Oompa Loompas were his slaves. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, I think they chose to be there. Whatever. Moving on. One thing I noticed, it does okay, this does not change the movie or anything, but it's something I noticed that they didn't really establish for. Callahan was able to make his mask go up and down at will. Like why would you just show that at the last second? Like, uh Is it you know, like the visor when like is that, he's talking to uh I still don't know his name, Kratek guy. He's like, Oh, it's like it's me, it's just, and it, it just slides up his face. 
It's, that's just some, it's not something I'm going to complain about. It looked cool, but like really, you didn't show anything else. I'm going to eat MMs. Right, you enjoy your food on stream. <laughs> oh no, you're talking yeah. about no, uh, no. Oh, oh, dude, that's going to be oh. so yeah, that's I'm not eating this out so either. attractive. Wow. Remember, ladies, he's single. You sound so good right now to me. Repeat it every time. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so, the, what? Yeah. Did we talk about the reveal of the villain? No, no we didn't talk about the reveal. What did you think when you found out it was Callahan? I knew it was Callahan the whole time. David knew it was Callahan the whole time. So I, the first think? time I saw it, I did not know. I, well, I'm not going to say, like, lie. I didn't really know it was. I knew it wasn't the guy they thought they wanted me to tell me it was. But I wasn't yeah. sure. I, I couldn't really remember. I was like, oh... That's right. I guess he didn't die in the fire because I was like, I thought he did die in the fire. So I'm like, Meh. well, the, the the issue with this movie is that the number of characters they introduced, because the, obviously they can't in this kind of movie they can't make the villain some unknown third party. No. The only ones they knew was Hero, Tadashi, their friends, Baymax, the two doctor guys, of the two professors, and his aunt. Those are the only characters in this entire movie by name. Yeah. The characters they announced are. All those characters, and they can make a third-party villain. So, and they pointed really hard at the Kratech guy. So I was like, "That's not him." Mm-hmm. His aunt wouldn't do it. I, it's like I was 99% sure Tadashi was dead. So like, wasn't there's, and there's no point for him to uh, be the villain. There's no motivation for. Baymax couldn't do it obviously because first off he's a robot and his body type didn't fit. It wasn't Hero because you know he's, that would make sense. And none of his none of his friends had any real motivation to be a villain. So I was like, it's obviously Callahan because he's the only one that didn't. I'm glad it wasn't Cray. I want to say you think it's Cray. I really should do yeah. that. I'm glad it wasn't him. That would have been such a cliche. Let's just call him Cray. Crayfish. I'm gonna call him Crayfish from now on. Yeah. Because, well, if it was, I thought that would have been lazy writing or dumb it writing. Been very it, lazy. It writing. was. They were pointing at him so hard. Like that's too obvious. Like, that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the fact that they didn't go that direction was is better. One thing that really bothered me is that, okay, uh, Callahan is destroying Cray, everything Cray owns because he basically sucked his, his daughter into another dimension and lost her forever. We, th- that was either that was either months ago, years ago, who knows. Well, they, they never show Cray apologize for essentially killing his daughter. Then he's like, oh, you have to let me go. He's like, what would your daughter? He's like, you dick. You well, maybe he didn't apologize. Yeah. And then, like, I think it's funny is that after that, like the first time they show them interacting, they're like really passive aggressive against each other. It's like he killed your daughter. You kill, yeah. He killed your daughter. You're just gonna be, you're kind of be just be rude to him. You're not gonna be mad at him. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just like kill him right there? I would have, I would have at least punched him. So, like, for the so that was a that was a big reveal that he his daughter. I mean, it kind of like it explained the hatred between the two. Yeah. Um. So that's where all the focus came from. But Cray, Cray wasn't really a bad guy. He was just kind of. He was trying to fulfill a mission, and he was kind something of a went wrong. Well, a, it's clearly that, but something went wrong in the midst of his trying to do his job, trying to advance, I don't know, create a better future, or something like that. And it just so happened that Callahan lost his daughter mm-hmm. in the incident. You know, that's really sad, but you know what else is really sad about this movie? There are no Denny's in this universe. There's no, there's no delicious meals, or... Uh, no no fair prices. What are you getting at, Denny's, Den- Den- David? <laughs> Denny's sponsors were poor. I'm gonna get real hungry. I'm hungry too. I haven't had lunch. Alright, so. Um, um. What else do you got? Okay, I'm um. Take it somewhere else, but we'll see what we have. 
Are you out of notes? No, I think these peanut M&M's went bad or something. But I just had one that tastes really bad. Mine tastes fine. It tastes fine. Well, so first you're right. Whatever. Tastes fine. <laughs> okay. So, you know, what I liked is that it did, uh, you know, they try to attack Callahan again, try to take him out, and he, he basically pins them all down, and then they get better. You know, they were coming, they think differently, and they start they doing come some, together. That shows character, some decent character progression because they've learned from their past their past styles, and they've learned to use their weapons more efficiently. You know, I'm okay with that character progression because it was like it was just an ounce of it, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was not meant, the movie was not meant to be about them, although they were a collective mm-hmm. team. It well, showed that some, just a little bit of character progression was was enough. And uh. Then uh, okay, so then everything hit, shit hits the fan, and like everything's being sucked into. It's like, oh, there's someone still alive in there. We had to go save her. And it's like, no, hero, you can't do that. You're gonna die. And he's like, someone has to help. And I, uh, I was like, that's the mindset that killed your brother. Like yeah, he died yeah. because he died for no reason because he thought the exact same way. So they fly into the portal, and they find the girl. She's yeah. still alive. Okay, I don't know what that was. It, it may have been like a pocket universe or a pocket dimension or something. I thought that place looked really cool with like those weird, disto- weird distorted cool, shapes, and like, it looked like everything's like painted in like weird blended colors. It's like purple clouds, and it's like ooh, it looked kind of like it kind of looked like someone just took like drew clouds of paint on and just kind of mixed them all yeah, up, right? It looked really cool, like a vision of acid. But if we're talking about acid, we'll get Noah. To, we'll talk about Noah. We'll get Noah on this at some point. <laughs> Uh, when I was watching this, watching this movie the first time, and then again, you know, they they got the girl, they're flying her through the portal. It's like, I you genuinely think they're gonna make it, but you know something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, of course, something bad it just happens. Happened. That comes out of nowhere. The, the they, accident. They see everything else, and they miss this one. Of course, it wrecks it. Yeah, the accident is completely expected. Tell us what happens, Phil. Well, they're driving through the portal. Hold back your tears, Phil. I know you're sad. They're driving through this alternate universe, right? And they're right about to get to the escape. He's breaking down emotionally, people. I I am. It's hurting me. And I'm like, all right, they did good. They drove through. They avoided the obstacles, which is flying debris. And then they're about to get to the portal. And then whoosh. (laughs) A giant piece of debris comes in. A giant piece of debris. How did I see that? He saw all the little pieces. But then this big one, like, destroys Baymax. And it's brutal. It's just like, and then he cracks his stuff and his suit's all falling apart. And the only thing left is like his rocket arm. And his legs. And the, Keyword, horse, the, rocket, the rocket arm. Saying that, oh, I see where this is going. Baymax is just like, oh, I'll uh, save you. I will say that Baymax's sacrifice, I already knew how it was going to end up, honestly. But that was actually genuinely sad. It's like we're seeing him floating away into it, by, and he's like, just, you can see him shutting off. I was like, oh, no, that's... That scene, there's no music, it's just the dialogue. Yeah. It's like, it's like heart-ripping. That, that's when they do good with the music, it, it goes dead silent. It goes dead silent, and you know that, like, Baymax, you spent so many, mm-hmm. I guess, minutes, it hasn't been two hours, well, you spent so much time getting to know him and getting to love him as a big squishy marshmallow, and suddenly his marshmallowiness just floats off into the purple haze of acid. Oh uh, yeah, that's almost coming. Yeah. Um, okay, so who cried? Yeah. Uh, I didn't cry. I I was sad, but that was not enough to make me cry. Phil. No, I I cry very rarely in life. So, so you no. Cry. I cried the two times that I watched oh. this movie. I cried both times. 
I can make funny. I cried. I, I cried at the end of Undertale. I've cried at Shout weird movies before. Undertale. I cried for like Charlotte's Web. Like what? Way <laughs> I know that's super. I watched that when I was like four. I didn't. I didn't really understand that she died when I was a kid. I was like, that's so sad. Oh, people say. <laughs> I freaking sobbed on Pokemon when I was like six oh, or seven. Oh. Bye bye Butterfree. Yes. I sobbed for a solid half hour. When During I the movie it. when Pikachu was. Slapping the other Pikachu. Um, when Ash was turned Stop to Pi- Stop Pikachu on Pikachu violence. 2016. <laughs> no, when, I, when Ash turned to stone, I cried during that. Uh, I don't remember that movie. I, I remember being sad, but I don't remember that being that bad. But again, the Baymax thing didn't hit me that hard. Okay, just have your little secret conversation on the side. <laughs> Florida's calling me. Why is Florida calling me? Because <laughs> a whole bunch of old people want to say hi to you. This is Rubio. Oh, Rubio, you're right, you're Rubio. But I, I would say it didn't make me that sad because I, the way he's like, he's like, oh, my hand is closed. I was like, I, there's a chip in his hand right this now. See, I didn't notice. I didn't notice it, and I was like, I wonder if like there's a way we can get the chip. As I, so I was just thinking the first time, like, can we get the chip somehow? Then we could do him. I'm like, oh, he put it in his hand. He's so. Smart. I want to know how he even yeah, got it there. Yeah, how did he shoot his arm and then deactivate it that fast? Well, no, like, well, he like took the chip out, and put it in his hand. And then he, he would deactivate. Would he be on evil mode then? It didn't no, show that though. It no. didn't show him taking off the chip and putting it in his Yeah. Hand. No. I was saying they don't have to show it. It's kind of a surprise. It wasn't good. Did you guys notice that Hero and uh, Baymax's color schemes were complementary when they had the super suits on? Because Baymax was primarily red with purple uh, highlights and Hero's was primarily purple with red highlights. I noticed that. I guess it's a good color scheme. Well, they want to job, uh, Disney. What I want to know is, yeah. okay, they, uh, now, Hero made all these cool armors and uh, tools for all their team. How could he give himself anything cool? He all even, he gave, no, he gave himself magnets. Like, I would have put, like, Baymax. Yeah, yeah, but, like, Baymax is his boy. okay, if he's not with Baymax, he is a sitting duck ready to get, yeah. like, stabbed yes, by a That's why he... <laughs> So Baymax actually would have put. He could like, have given himself something. Like I would have, I would have taken Wasabi's technology, made like shields coming off with like the sh- backs of his hands, like making some shields so he could at least defend himself. When you kind of look at it, the, the weapons that he gave all of his friends were based on their own individual projects within the college, and he Shouldn't did not have a project. I guess he could have done his, his little robots. Oh, I would have, I would have cut the mask myself and put it in my helmet just so like, like he's like a backpack or something. So Baymax is separate. He would just have like a, like a small, like he would like uh, arms or whatever, just do stuff like that. That'd be really useful as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hero. I get it. <laughs> so funny, Disney. So the girl wakes up. She's safe. You um, got Callahan is taken to jail. Also, why wasn't he more happy? His daughter, who he thought was dead, was still alive. I mean, he was going to jail, but he his daughter was alive. You think he'd have like some kind of happiness? Well, I think he was more in awe. It was uh, shocked. Uh, Okay, my, if I thought my daughter was dead for who knows how long, and then I found out she's alive and safe now, I'd be like, I don't care if I'm going to jail, I'm happy she's alive. Would this be, like, would you think it's real life or, like, a dream or something, though? I imagine he was not expecting, especially not to see his daughter again. Okay, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, and then, like, they said that they, they apparently they hide their identities, like, like these nameless heroes or whatever. How are they? How are they hiding their identities? They have. They're not covering their faces. Their masks still show their entire faces. Baymax is. You can still see Baymax's little eyes. If you see him, you see him in public, you know who he is. If they were trying to hide well, their identities, Baymax. if they were trying to hide their identities, they did a really crappy job. The only one. Who, the only one who's actually yeah, hiding his identity can, is Fred. Easily, easily see everybody. Yeah. He's with the monster yeah. mask on. I thought that was. That was kind of dumb. And then, then he's like the line, we didn't set out to be heroes. I'm like, oh, that is so cliche. Yeah, that means for the kids. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurt for the kids. 
I've heard worse. Alright, so... Okay. Coming to the end, yeah. And, like, what, what are some final thoughts you think in this? I was going to ask what y'all... What would you give it? Rating. Oh, rating wise. Five out of ten. It was alright. I don't know... Actually, I don't know if I'd watch it again. Uh, I only, the only reason I really watched it Was this it the first time you saw it? The second time. I watched it the first time in theaters. Okay. My only issue is that when I went to see it in the theaters, everyone was like, oh, it's so good. It's a great, it's a great movie. Best movie of the year. I came out thinking, it was like, it was all right. It was overhyped for me. If I went in with low expectations, I may have thought it was better. Yeah, that happens a lot. I like visually and, you know, character-wise. I love, the voice acting was good in this movie, all right? Yeah, it was good. But it was just like, eh. It was, it was, it well, what was the best aspect of it? Just one, one very good aspect. I like the fact that Again, it, it talked about death and accepting it. Like, that's pretty heavy for a kid's movie. I didn't expect that. But that's something that even kids need to learn at some point. I was like, all right, that's that's pretty cool. For a kid's movie, and they're teaching something like that heavy. So focus and it's that. not like being, oh, you need to be responsible or be, you know, you got to stand up for yourself. No, this is actually something that people need to learn at some point. What did you think of the rating? I thought it was it was all right. I'm I'm with David on the overhyped. I definitely think some people told me they were like this movie's gonna be so awesome, and I went in the first time really expecting a lot, and I kind of felt a little left down because like the dialogue and some other stuff hurt it a lot for me. So and I know it's a kids film, so I might have been expecting too much, but I probably would have given it like around a five, like David said. Maybe yeah yeah. I mean I'd, I'd go with a five if I had to pick because. There was some stuff I really liked. Like, the first half, I really liked. I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting, different. They did a lot of cool stuff. And then I thought the second half kind of fell into, like, the normal... Everything kind of went normal plot lines and everything and kind of went away for me. It was, it was not terrible. Okay, let me guess, Sean. You're going to give it an 8 out of 10. You got it. <laughs> okay, okay, so now we're going to do the stupid question that we... Apparently, I've established. Would you bring it with you on a stranded island? If you're stranded on an island, you're I mean, we are on a stranded you're island. Bringing water and you're bringing some movies. Is this one of the movies that you're bringing? Yeah, I mean, we are on a stranded island. We're on it right now. Please send help and food <laughs> and money. For, we're we're not, why are we need yeah, money? For the we don't have originals. Help to pay for them. <laughs> That's Australia. <laughs> I mean, natives. God damn, you ruined everything, Phil. Gosh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it. But I, I, I understand why people like it. It wasn't really my thing exactly. I wouldn't take. I would choose some different. It's movies. it's a little too cutesy for me. I'd and say. Yeah. say when you look at it as a kids movie, as an animated Disney movie. If I was gonna bring you a, have, you have to take that into account. If I was gonna yeah. bring a Disney, if I was gonna bring a kids movie or a Disney movie, I would bring Hercules, The Lion King, the old ones. Yes, yeah. clearly. But this is. But these are more nostalgic. I bring Pokemon movie two thousand, or I mean, Mewtwo Strikes Back. That's the one. I, I think want. that probably would Space Jam, even though it sucks. I'll admit it. Yeah. Okay. Space Jam is just a classic. If you haven't seen it, go watch Space Jam and, po and Mewtwo Strikes Back. I watched those movies dozens of times as a child. Yes. I, I still pick them up once in a while. I think that was the problem for me. I think I was comparing this movie to other movies when I should have been comparing it to basically Disney movies. It's definitely not Christopher things. Nolan. Yeah. I think I went in with a bad mindset. Okay, um, oh, yeah, so they're making a sequel already. The Crew of Seven. Oh. I think the title's pretty stupid. I guess they're bringing in a. Um, well, it could have been. Big, big they're gonna hero bring. Six, they're gonna bring Tadashi back to life and use him as a zombie hero. Awesome. <laughs> he eats the brains of villains. Wow, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be really dark about a lot of weird sexual rape scenes. It's they're going for a very edgy like LA noir. Kind well, of seeing the success of this one got, I imagine it's gonna be pretty big. Yeah. I think the next one's gonna be successful on hype alone. I don't think. I don't. I think at this point it doesn't matter how good it's gonna be. Yeah. Well, I guess that concludes the. Big Hero 6. 
Nice. <laughs> big Hero 6, more like Big Hero Sex. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, shut up. Okay, bye.